Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. Years ago, I was listening to this guided meditation and the teacher was repeating affirmations for us and she got to, I experience a fair exchange of energy in all of my relationships. And I think I audibly scoffed. At the time, I was in this relationship where if I did not go above and beyond, nothing happened. Communication, sex, affection, plans, all of it had to be instigated by me. I consider myself a giver and I truly enjoy giving. It brings me a lot of pleasure to give. But what I have learned is that when this giving doesn't feel like a fair exchange of energy, the relationship will suffer and it will eventually break. So how do givers do the thing they love? Give and not feel out of whack or imbalanced in relationships. The professor and author Adam Grant did a whole bunch of studies for his book Give and Take, and the book is about success in general, but I would like to apply some of his work to relationships. Grant's studies showed that there are givers, takers, and matchers in our world. And who do you think is at the top of the scale in terms of success and happiness? Givers. And who do you think is at the bottom? Also givers. I found that to be so fascinating. And the difference is that givers at the bottom in success and happiness are givers who give to takers. And the givers at the top with maximum success and fulfillment are givers who give to other givers. Givers who give without attachment to the outcome report being the happiest and having the most satisfying relationships. And that makes sense. Givers who give to get something back are actually matchers. You pay this time and I'll pay the next time. I made dinner at my house last time, so can you make it next time? And matchers are kind of the way that most people operate. But here's my take on being a giver, taker, or a matcher. It will always feel inauthentic if you give to get something in return. There is no flow in that and it's really being attached to an outcome that brings you out of the present moment. And anyone who has listened to me for a hot second knows that I am a huge promoter of living in the present moment. It's hard to have full presence if you're worried about what will this get me? If you're worried about will they do this for me after I do that for them? The matcher mentality feels a little bit small-minded to me. And it'll also feel draining and unsustainable if you give and give without receiving. 
And so how do we give and not match? And how do we give to givers? And how do we know who is who? If you're a giver, I would invite you to spend one day not giving, like at all, resisting the urge to donate or give someone a ride or pick up the tab just for one day, a moratorium on giving. In your day without giving, ask yourself, how does that feel? Like, how does not giving feel in your body? Find the part of your body that is reacting to this day-long ban on giving and then ask that what I would call body-mind piece. What is the feeling that you're feeling about not giving? You may not get a crystal clear answer the first couple of times that you try this. And just like with people, you can offer to guess. Try asking this body-mind piece, does it make you feel like a bad person to not give? Does it feel selfish? Do you feel like you're going to lose this person's respect or love or attention if you're not in giver mode? Do you feel like giving is how you earn love from others? Or does it feel good and wicked and wonderful to not give anything to anybody for one fecking day? Make sure to pay really close attention to what comes up for you on your day of no giving. Consider taking notes on your phone or maybe writing about it somewhere if you keep a journal or a laptop or scratch paper, whatever. Sometimes I write stuff on a book cover, but just do take notes somewhere. And then use those notes, use those observations to make some commitments to yourself. If you're feeling massive resentment because you're giving to someone and not feeling like they give back to you in return, the first step is asking if you give this thing that you are wanting from others to yourself. Let's use compliments as a basic example here. You give your romantic partner so many compliments. You tell them that they remind you of Gregory Peck or how cute they look in the gray sweatpants trend, how much you love their walk, their voice, and then you don't hear anything about your dimples or your vocabulary or what an amazing parallel parker you are. Where are my compliments, you wonder at first? And then much further down the road, why can't this SOB ever say something nice to me? <laughs> well, the formula of I pour into others and then they pour into me only works if you've already poured into yourself. Otherwise, that water drains off into the chasm of not loving yourself. So have you ever given yourself a random compliment, a tender, heartfelt compliment, an accolade, a pat on the back? If you want to be celebrated, you have to start by celebrating yourself. Find the thing that you want and then saturate yourself in it. When we feel empty, we wobble, and when we feel full, we're really steady. So pouring into yourself not only brings you to love with this full feeling, but it attracts others who are full. They recognize you and you recognize them. The feeling of a fair and equal balance of energy in all of your relationships does not mean like a tit for tat in dishes or money or oral sex. Some people cook while others clean and that will feel good if both like the arrangement. Try not to be a matcher. It's about energy and not tasks. Givers tend to feel that the world wants them to be happy. Givers feel lucky. It's called pronoia. The name for this actually came from this psychologist, Brian Little, and he calls pronoia the belief that other people are plotting your well-being and they are saying nice things about you behind your back. It's the opposite of paranoia. And givers have this in their lives far more than takers or matchers. 
funnily enough, you may need to really practice receiving or taking in order to be a successful, happy giver. Brene Brown asserts that one of the most difficult emotions for humans to hold is joy. But this balance of giving and allowing is how we find that joy. And it's because givers giving to givers tend to live in this space of joy. The rest are living in a scarcity mindset. If you're a giver and you're with someone who you are sure is a taker, relax into giving to yourself and then keep giving from that full space and see if others start to show up differently. See if the takers soften. See if they relax a little bit because they too might have been in this scarcity mindset, right? Like you, you're hoarding energy and giving because you feel like there's not an abundance of it, but there is an abundance of joy and there's an abundance of giving and receiving someone has to start the cracking flow of that right and I say relax into giving to yourself because it should not feel like spite or revenge it should feel well relaxed (laughs) if you're giving to yourself because it feels good there's an ease in it the energy feels very balanced if giving to yourself in the form of time or touch or compliments does not feel good to you at first this is because you've trained yourself out of it it's not because you don't have a taker bone in your body it's because your allowing and receiving muscle has atrophied And with gentle practice, it comes back. Try playing with the balance of giving and taking. Ask yourself if you really want to be giving here, or is it some story of you should be that's insisting that you give? When you can find this balance, givers tend to burn out far less. The energy and the balance of this tends to be a practice that is done best with a coach. If you're really interested in what this feels like, how you can develop it, and what it gets you, this abundant joy, then hit me up. There's a link in the show note and we can have a talk. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.